0: Pete Sweeney! It is time to talk to our Chiefs Insider Pete Sweeney, presented by FanDuel, America's number one sports book, the official sports book of Six Ten Sports Radio. Good morning, Pete. How's it going, man? You uh you ready for Cincinnati? You've been on to Cincinnati for a while, I'd imagine.
2: Yeah, I've been on in on Cincinnati since the beginning of this season, since uh, we got the the schedule in the offseason. I I think this has been the game. Personally, that I I think mattered the most. I know that everyone was excited about Buffalo, but for me, it was always why why not why not try to take back what what they did to to to, to the Chiefs and try to
3: redeem yourself in the AFC Championship. Pete, I'm with you on that. And I know that you and I uh, a couple of years ago had a schedule release party, which are very fun to do. We would have had a great time <laughs> because both of us would have circled Cincinnati. We had pizza. We had pizza. That was the main 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 ingredient. <laughs> it, of that. it was it was award winning show, and it was great stuff. And Pete. When you look at this, does it matter if the Chiefs would have won the regular season but lost in the postseason? Because I don't think it would have. And I think the taste is still there from losing to the team when it mattered in the postseason. So, two-part question. Would it have mattered had they won one of those last year, like the regular season game and lost the postseason game? And two, do you think this game is just as big in Cincinnati as it is here?
2: No, not to me. I think the biggest thing for for me is the fact that Patrick Mahomes has yet to really beat Joe Burrow in, in a big game and we can't really say that about the rest of the league there are two teams that have beaten the Chiefs uh, or two teams that Patrick Mahomes hasn't beaten and that is the Seattle Seahawks and the Indianapolis Colts and then Joe Burrow in big games has beaten Mahomes but we can't really say that about the rest of the league I mean he's dominated pretty much everybody else and so it's for me I think beating the Chiefs not only late in the season but in such a big game and doing it in the fashion they did has always had a lasting effect. And if they're able to do it again, I, I think that's just worse than the alternate reality in the sense that, okay, wow, there is a team out there that has, quote, unquote, Patrick Mahomes' number. We've never really been able to say that. And so I think this game is big for not only the confidence of the Chiefs, but just Mahomes in general. And, and I'm, that's why I think I'm looking forward to, to Sunday didn't matter about the regular season. The regular season was never going to matter. It could have been the Titans upsetting the Chiefs in the playoffs. Whoever beat the Chiefs to knock them out it was going to beat the team. And that's why you saw a little bit of extra juice with the Buccaneers, and they went down and, and sort of handled Tom Brady. Right. I know the game ended up being 10 points, but they really had the game in hand. And now I, I think it's one of these games that Mahomes just hasn't been able to have because he's been so success, successful. Successful. And so now I'm excited to see what he does against the Bengals.
0: Yeah, Pete, I mean, you don't get many opportunities if you're a Chiefs fan uh, for for revenge-type games based off of the success that they've been able to have and who they have at quarterback. And this is the game that I'm with you that that seemed to be the one that you wanted to really focus in on, knowing what had happened. You were an 18-point lead heading to the Super Bowl. I know there were fans sitting in the stands a few rows from me, honestly, looking up flights to, to L.A. for the Super Bowl. I mean, everybody thought that thing... Was done, and this is the team that ruined that. Now we know, at least in the regular season matchup, Jamar Chase went off on Kansas City. They actually held him somewhat in check in the postseason. I like this secondary. I like this defense more, though. This matchup against him and him and the rest of that offense.
2: Yeah, no, I, I think I think this is the best defense that we've ever seen under Steve Spagnuolo. I know that is a lot to say, and I, I know that is like great expectations, but I just think that. This defense is exactly what they've been waiting for for a long time, and I think this is what they had in mind when they hired Spagnuolo. Not to say that the 2019 championship defense wasn't good. I I think they were good, but they really played well at the right time. This is a defense made up of young, really great players, and I think this is the biggest test. I mean, you have Jamar Chase, as you mentioned, but there's also T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. And for me, if they're able to come out and shut those guys down, then all of a sudden they, I think you're feeling really good about the prospect of, of a championship. And look, they have 35 sacks. They had 31 all of last year. we still got six games left, and, and it starts on Sunday. And you see what that does for the back end of the defense. And Steve Spagnuolo's defense, when they were upsetting the undefeated team, that we saw in New England, it was getting pressure up front and allowing the secondary to do what it does. I think you're finally seeing that. And I, for me, what, what is interesting about this particular team under Steve Spagnuolo and Andy Reid is that the defense could be as good as the offense. And, I, you know, I, I understand the Chiefs went on a wild run overcame double digit deficits in every game and won the championship in
3: twenty nineteen. But this might be the best team of the Patrick Mahomes era. When you look at this team, Pete, they're fourth in the NFL in sacks, but it does hinge a lot upon a lot of times upon who's playing. Like Mike Williams goes out of the game. They're able to pin their ears back and go after the quarterback. The Bengals give you four five guys with over forty receptions and they're big and physical. Like Higgins is over six foot four, Jamar Chase extremely physical. Does somebody need to, like Jamar Chase, if he's not 100% healthy, he has to lead the game. Or do they have to get all their pressure from Chris Jones and Frank Clark and Karloftis in the defensive line? Or do you think they can still you know sacrifice somebody in the secondary to go after the quarterback? Because that's why they're so good. They're so good at blitzing guys in the secondary. Can you afford to do that against wide receivers like this group? Well,
2: I don't think that Jamar Chase is going to play a full game. And so I think, I think you got to take your spots and Steve Spagnuolo has been really good at doing that this year. Whenever they seemingly call one of these guys that are not in the front seven to come on and, and do the blitz. It seems like it's been very timely this year. And I don't think you do it when Jamar Chase is on the field. Now, we're speculating, right? So, like, we don't exactly know how much he's going to play. But I am i don't think he's going to come off the bench and then they're going to have him on for close to 100% of the snaps. I think it's going to be around 50. that That's just how I'm feeling. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I know it's a little bit of a, okay, is he on the field? Can we do this type of thing? But I, I'm not sure you're blitzing someone that's a defensive back when Jamar Chase is on the field. I'm also curious as to see – do they put Legereus Snead outside? We know that uh, Trent McDuffie has gone inside-outside. He's done this thing when Mike Williams is on the field, just because I think of the size type of thing. But it's also putting McDuffie in places to succeed. And I'm just curious. So Steve Spagnuolo doesn't do this much, but is this the type of thing where, all right, on the field do we just see Snead on him at all times I I think that's a a definite possibility
0: we're talking to Pete Sweeney, our Chiefs insider from Arrowhead Pride how far down the list on the roster would you have had to go for if I would have told you that hey on Monday uh this week at some point there's going to be a Chiefs player that that kind of starts a little of the trash talk back and forth with uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals how far down the list would you have gone to find Justin Reed
2: well I'm it was a little surprising and if you really like in like read into what exactly happened. It, it's you know it, it's a little reporter driven, and I I want to say that on on both sides. Where I, I think you know Justin Reed was kind of originally, if you really like watch the clip, I think he's just really not even thinking about what he's saying. I think he just yeah, he probably got been confused. in his film, and then all of a sudden is is saying, well, I need to know where Hayden Hurst is at all times and I need to follow him. And then all of a sudden things got sort of blown out of proportion and it upset the Bengals. But for me, I like, I don't think that Justin Reed trash talk was all that good, but at the same time, it seemed to rattle the Bengals more. They seem more upset about it than the chiefs do. And I, I think in a way that that plays to the the chiefs advantage. Like for me personally, I, like I I'm a Turkey and, and roast beef guy. I don't ever have tuna fish out of a can, but if I worked, it would be Bumblebee. That's
3: all I'll tell you guys. I'm 100% with you on that, Pete. Pete, I asked you this question last year, Herbert or Burrow. You've been on that Justin Herbert train for a long time. Yeah. We asked Mike Lurvin, um the other day who he'd take out of the young quarterbacks, and he went straight to Joe Burrow. Have you changed your mind? Would you take Burrow <laughs> or Justin Herbert?
2: No, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Justin Herbert man. I, cover a Pete. Patrick Mahomes. I can't. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I cover Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. I want to see a quarterback that's like Patrick Mahomes. Joe, Joe Burrow isn't. Uh, he just he just isn't. They're, they're different types of style of quarterbacks. Not to say that they can't work. Um, and this is why, in my opinion, this is why that Steve Spagnuolo last year called Joe Burrow Tom Brady like. And for me, like Tom Brady is amazing. He's a he's a great player. He works from the pocket. He can he can manage his team. Um, he's he's the old school, and maybe Joe Burrow is going to be that old school type of quarterback for the foreseeable future. But I think if you're going to beat Patrick Mahomes on a consistent basis, you need to be more like Justin Herbert. You need to be more like a Jalen Hurts, for example, where you have that dual threat aspect to your game. You have that out of structure. I don't think Joe Burrow is an out of structure guy, which is why the Chiefs lost last year because you don't have an out-of-structure guy you have a guy that sits in the pocket and you're not able to get sacks like everybody else who beat that team and now i think the chiefs are, are better in that regard and so that's why for me i'm still a Herbert man i know you're gonna hate me big but i i i feel that that aspect of out of structure throws that are outside the pocket plays that you can Will your team to a victory? I don't think Burrow necessarily always has that in his wheelhouse, and to me, that's new NFL. If you're going to be Patrick Mahomes. You need somebody who has that ability. And I'm, I'm just, I'm not saying Burrow's out of the top ten by any means, but he's not. He's not
3: my quarterback. I ask tomorrow. you the same thing next year, Pete. Eventually, eventually Burrow <laughs> keeps doing it. One guy's going to the Super Bowl, the other guy's sits on the couch and watched the playoffs. That's that's what I look at. We,
2: I would love to see, and like this is a a very like. Just football perspective loves because I know the text line can can fire up. Well, I can, look, text not today, don't to they compete.
0: can. Yeah. The today, you can I say
2: would, whatever you want. I, I would well, good, good. <laughs> Throw the text line out. I would love to see Herbert with a really good offensive mind. I mean, he's with this guy who obviously doesn't know what he's doing. If they don't make the playoff, mm-hmm. Daly will be fired, and and then I think they'll bring in an offensive head coach. And and I I think it's been a little bit of a disservice for what they have in him. Now we'll see. I mean, we're, we're, we're really speculating there. Um, and, and you're not in a good situation when you have constantly changing coaches. One of the blessings of Patrick Mahomes is that he's had that consistency, but I think Herbert has it. I've always been a Herbert guy in the sense of like, I think he can oh, be there we... with Mahomes, but he got a bad deal. He, I, I think he's gotten a bad deal so far. Um, obviously has been better you're right and and we'll see how it goes but uh, that's why they play the games being come on <laughs> I know. Pete, I
0: lastly pete real quick injury wise where are we looking i know we're going to hear from from andy reed at one o'clock jarek mckinnon hasn't practiced all week we know what kind of pass protector he is how's that yeah. can all sort
2: out yeah no i th- I think you're right i i and and that's something to watch for me personally i think that Kaderis tony's is going to get all the time he needs. So I think they're now viewing, because we saw a little bit of a glimpse of what Tony could be. I think they're now viewing this as, okay, let's get him right. Let's have him maybe be a playoff weapon for us, and we're not going to test it. So Tony, for me, is out this week. I don't I don't see him co- even coming back maybe next week. I think they're being overcautious with that. And then when it comes to McKinnon, the really interesting thing about this is McKinnon's been on and off the injury report all year, and so... I'm thinking that if he were not to play in this game, we could see that Saturday afternoon call-up for uh, Melvin Gordon, which would be a very oh, interesting no. scenario. Can he just yeah, because, can he
0: just pass block as long as he doesn't carry the football? I'm okay.
2: I think so. I don't think the Chiefs view him as a, a, a back that's going to be. A guy that replaces the Pacheco carries. I think it's someone that they feel can be a McKinnon backup, and they may need it this week, which is potentially why they they did the deal. If you remember him, you know Gordon went unclaimed and he was out there for a little bit, and so it seemed like yeah, maybe five a, a, it, it seemed like maybe this was a, a timing thing. I'm not expecting, for example, like I know what you're saying. I'm not expecting big things from Gordon, but he is really, if if you if you're looking at the third down pass catch type of back, he really is the guy for me that can replace McKinnon on not necessarily one-for-one basis, but he's a nice backup. And So I'm looking at McKinnon. I don't think Tony plays. And McKinnon is the only one I'm worried about. And I'm just wondering out loud if, if Gordon actually gets a call up this week.
3: Final question for you, Pete. It is Bengals week. Cincinnati's a chili town. Cody Tapp is having a chili feast. You have not responded one way or the other, yes or no. Your decision on Cody Tapp's chili party is – well, for me, Bank,
2: I, I'm I'm new to the relationship game, and what I'm I'm learning is that it, it, you know sometimes you you got to leave the decision up to to your your. Better Good house.
3: God, Pete! How old to be you in your thirties, man? <laughs> so
2: that
0: you're not going to this
2: tomorrow.
3: You sure to be married. I was married and had kids and by thirty. So-
2: Look, I, I, look, I. We're gonna leave it up to um, my better half if we, if if she wants to go to the. Chili You'll make party, love we'll go. with a woman
3: at some point, Pete. Okay, you know oh, what? My. I don't know
2: if, I don't know if you need to to say that 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 that. Um, it's oh, painful. let me ask you this. Pete does um, sound like he um, just no, woke up, throw...
0: though. Pete must have had a late yeah. night. He does sound like he just woke up this me, morning.
2: Me, me tell you about how things work, Pete. Birds and bees? Let me ask you let me ask you this. So Cincinnati's <laughs> specialty is chili yeah. on pasta. Mm-hmm. And Cody is choosing this weekend to have a chili That's party. A does, he, point. does he do a New England chowder?
3: No, but this makes sense. Cody's like timing right. this like perfectly. Cake.
2: Wait, uh, I do have to say one other thing. Alex lo- love, love that the that betting show is on, and, and then bing for you, man. I'll just I'll just smell you later, man.
3: Damn it! Did it again. There's every single week on the postgame, the whole smell you later thing. And you guys let him do it. I hit the dumb you button. Asked, and did it still go the last, out?
0: You asked the last question, man.
3: Yeah, well, I was curious because he was on the list and he has got to ask his girlfriend. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s.
0: And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.